Welcome to another episode of She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast. I hope you're doing well. I'm in a Morrison's car park and somebody's car alarm keeps going off, but I'm just going to keep going because I've stopped and started recording a couple of times and at this point I think I just need to accept that there might be a car alarm going on (laughs) in this intro. Oh yeah, it started again. Lovely. You might not even be able to hear it anyway post-edit, so that'll be alright. I've not done this in a while. I've got so much to talk about. Firstly, I don't want to go any further without showing some support to my sisters in America. What's happening right now is absolutely disgraceful and I'm sure that you know what I'm talking about Um, obviously Roe versus Wade being overturned. This isn't a political podcast so I'm not going to talk too much about my personal feelings about this situation. I also respect other people's opinion to whatever that might be but I just want to say if you do want to help I'm going to include in the description of this episode an article which lists five ways that you can help if you do want to support the cause for women in America that are being denied the right to safe reproductive care. Right then, moving on. (laughs) So anyway, I hope you're well. I want to talk today in the intro about the last couple of months because I haven't actually recorded an intro since my laptop died. I now have a computer it's gonna it's a temporary solution let's put it that way there's so many wires there's all sorts of challenges with what I'm using at the moment to edit my podcast if you enjoy my podcast and you would like to support me and help me by donating to the laptop fund I would really appreciate it my paypal is paypal.me forward slash she's at the wheel and any donations I receive will go to my laptop fund which will make bringing out good quality podcasts a lot easier. So the last couple of months I have learned what it really means when people say this lifestyle is full of highs and lows. I've had some lows okay. (laughs) So I heard the last intro that I did and it was all happy and oh I'm so happy and this is the greatest thing I've ever done and And it still is the greatest thing I've ever done. But on the flip side of that, I have learned some hard lessons. And I think that this lifestyle has some hard lessons. And the only way to learn them is to experience hardship. So I have learned a big lesson about the fact that just because my home is on wheels doesn't mean I have to move around all the time. In May and June, I was all over the place. I was traveling up and down the country, doing different things, visiting friends, going to events. I did not stop and it got to a point where I didn't know what was going on. People would ask me, where are you going? What have you been up to? And I would just be like, I actually don't know because I've done so much that I can't concentrate anymore. And I actually had to start writing down in my calendar every day what I'd done just so I had some sort of concept of what my reality was. 
<laughs> it was so tough and it was exhausting. I'm never doing that again. I learnt the hard way. So it all ended in a car park where I just lost it. I just started crying. I laid down on my bed because the thing is, I couldn't have any downtime because, you know, it's pretty difficult to relax in a public car park. And I just reached my limit. I laid down in the back of my van, started crying, curled up in a ball. All the doors were open. People were walking past. They could see me lying there in tears, crying, but I just didn't care. I just did not have the energy anymore to do anything, even close the door. So the person I was with at the time got in the front seat of my van and drove me out of the car park to a more quiet place (laughs) while I was just lying on the bed crying. When I got to this new spot, I just looked online and I was desperate for a hotel to stay in. I needed to be in a house. I just felt all I wanted was just a door to close and some walls and a roof and temperature regulation and a tap and a kettle and all these things. And I looked online to try and find a suitable hotel room. I went onto Airbnb to see what I could get for like under 60 quid. The first thing that comes up, bloody camper van in someone's garden. I was almost sick. I was like, the last thing I want to do right now is stay in a bloody camper van. In the end, I hammered my credit card. I went big time on this one. I was like, right, you're broken. You need to pay to be fixed. So I booked a room in the most expensive posh hotel in Plymouth, a five-star hotel with an amazing spa, and I stayed there. It was so restorative. A big, massive bed, a bath. I had so many showers. I went to the spa constantly. I was in the jacuzzi. I ordered champagne in the jacuzzi, went swimming, went to the steam room, the sauna, ordered room service, had amazing food. £300 this cost me, (laughs) but I needed it, so I paid it. I've realised now that essential maintenance for me is probably going to be every now and then just splurging at a hotel, maybe every couple of months or something, just to keep myself healthy and happy. So yes, that was quite intense. Another low that I've had recently is, I don't know if I've talked about it before on this podcast but I do suffer with chronic back pain. I haven't had, since I've moved into the van, I haven't had an episode of this because I have been keeping quite healthy and active and that definitely helps but I actually did have an episode of chronic back pain in the van and if I hadn't have been with people at the time who could help me it would have been absolutely horrendous. I could not move from my bed and if you're in a house and you're ill the fact that you've got running water the fact that you've got a shower you've got some sort of comfort the fact that you've got a toilet you can use without having to empty all these things are really important to your recovery when you're in a van you're just in a car park somewhere I probably wouldn't have been able to drive either luckily I was in a place where there were no parking restrictions but my toilet was full 
I couldn't get out of bed without taking painkillers at one point, so I had to have a friend help me out of bed. That was pretty tough, I have to say. So I think that was my first bout of illness in the van, which I found very upsetting, and it definitely made me feel shaky about, like, what happens when you get ill, because it's really not easy. So... That was some lows. Obviously, I do want to balance that out with some highs. So while I've been up and down the country, because I've had all my stuff with me, I've actually gone busking in some different towns. This has been so great. So I busked in Salisbury, which was so brilliant. I was pretty nervous about how it would go because it, you just never know what it's going to be like when you go somewhere new. I also did it in Bury St Edmunds, which is in Suffolk and had such a positive response. I even actually got some gigs out of it. Another high has been just the people that I've met. To be around a campfire with people who you're probably never gonna see again, and you kind of know that, so you wanna make the most of it. And the fact that your entertainment is people as well is so nice. It's not so easy now to charge electrical devices, so I'm spending less time watching TV or going on my phone and more time being entertained by things like chopping wood, making a fire, spending time with people. Some of the best entertainment and some of the most simple pleasures in life are those simple things like walking in the woods, going beach combing, picking up little bits of seed last and you get so much fulfillment even though it's so simple and it's free. It's so fulfilling and that has been 100% really amazing. Another update, a lot of you guys ask me how my mum's getting on after listening to her episode which I think was called My Mum's Solo Trip to France. She's doing really well. Since she's had her van, she has been out in it on her birthday. We went to a wild camping site and that was really nice. We parked up and the family came to visit us and she was able to use her van then. But she hasn't actually been on any road trip. But I just spoke to her on the phone and she's actually off on a road trip today. So... I'm a bit worried, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's always just a bit worrying when your mum's going off on her own in her van and, oh, I just hope it's going to be okay. But anyway, I'm going to ask her when she gets back if she'd like to come on the podcast and talk about her road trip. Now, I want to tell you before we get on to this week's guest that Jackery, the creators of my favourite portable power station which is actually powering my microphone as we speak, they are going to be involved in Prime Day, which is today and tomorrow, which is a bit confusing. Why do they call it Prime Day? I don't know. Prime Day is on Amazon. There's loads of really good savings to be had and Jackery are getting involved. So today and tomorrow, the Jackery Explorer 240 is 25% off. That's the one I've got. I love it. This is a great thing to have. So 25% off. The Jackery Solar Saga 100 is 22% off. And all of the rest of the Jackery models are 15% off. So if you're thinking about getting a Jackery, if you heard my episode, which is titled Campervan Electrics, and you thought to yourself, hmm, I'd quite like one of those. This is the day to get one or tomorrow, okay? So get yourself to Amazon, 
Prime Day and get yourself a great deal on a Jackery portable power station. Thank you so much to everyone that's rated and reviewed my podcast. I would really love it if you could do this. It really helps me to appear in the podcast charts and to get new listeners as well. So I'm just going to read um, a review that someone left for me on Apple Podcasts that I found quite amusing. Four stars. You know, I prefer it if you could rate me five stars, guys. But okay, no problem. I found out about this podcast while attending Camp Quirky 2022 and as a keen podcast listener, I was excited to add something non-murder related to my playlist. I've been binge listening to this podcast over the last three days and I'm really enjoying listening to someone finding her feet during a few new adventures and learning about different approaches to van life. We watch lots of male van lifers on YouTube, so it's great to hear about things from a female perspective and her conversations with a diverse mix of people. I must stress that I've been a little harsh with the four out of five stars, but this is purely because of the strange obsession with van poos. (laughs) Not just cat, but seemingly the vast majority of humanity. Drive safe and keep on adventuring. And that's from AC Watson 85. Well, thank you very much, AC Watson 85. I really appreciate your very nice review. And I think, yes, I agree, there is a lot of poo talk. But to be fair, we've we've dialed back on the poo talk now. I do listen to feedback. So thank you very much for your review. If you would like to leave a review, if you go onto Apple Podcasts, find She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast, then you can just scroll down to the bottom and you'll have the option to rate or review. Or if you'd like to do it on Spotify, you can click these, not click, we don't do that anymore, You can touch the three dots and one of these options will be rate show. And you can rate me five stars, please. So now it's time to hear this episode's interview. This week's guest is Katie Round, the author of the beautifully illustrated and wonderfully written Adventures of Van Baby. Katie was inspired to write a children's book about adventures in the outdoors after watching her daughter Ariana grow up in vans, caravans and now a truck. We chat about her inspiration for the book, the process of self-publishing and her life as a full-time van slash lorry lifer for the last six years. This book is so beautiful. I can't stress it enough. Obviously, this is a podcast, so you can't see it. But I would highly recommend giving Katie a follow on Instagram or checking out her Etsy shop to see this beautiful book. The illustrations are so lovely and I would highly recommend it. So all that information will be in the description. Without further ado, here is the interview with Katie. Welcome to She's at the Wheel. Awesome, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. So we're here at the Adventure Overland show, so there might be some interesting noises in the background while we have our (laughs) chat, Um, but it all adds to the ambience, doesn't it? Definitely. um, Experience. (laughs) So normally at this point I would say, what van do you have? But you actually live in a lorry, so what lorry do you have? So we've got a Mercedes Otago, seven and a half ton truck that we've called Chuck the Truck. We converted it when 
my little girl Ariana was six months old so she was in the sling during lockdown during the summer and we converted it in like three months into our wow. well the majority in three months there's still like bits and bobs like we moved in and there was still lots of jobs to do <laughs> but yeah. it was just too good a space to not move into and it's our apartment on wheels really we love it. <laughs> Amazing. I can't believe you did it in three, well, like you said, mostly in yeah, three months. Yeah, the bulk so cool. in three months. But then, yeah, there was lots of, and you learn, like, once you move in, you see what works, what doesn't, what needs to change, what you need to add, what new storage spaces you need. And so, yeah. Oh, cool. And um, what facilities do you have in Chuck the Truck? So we have a king size bed, which is a high bed. And then under that, we've made like a a bedroom slash play area for Ariana, so she's got all her toys in there. We've got a bathroom with a compost toilet and like a big shower tray. We heat water up on the hob and we have a bucket with like a, a big sort of cup thing for showers. We've got a massive dining slash lounge area, so floor space was a priority with a little one and the unreliable weather in the UK, I just thought floor space is necessary. And then a massive kitchen, because I love cooking. So we've got a proper house size oven with four hobs and like a chest freezer. Oh, so cool. it like opens from the top and we've turned it into a fridge. We did originally want it as a freezer because I thought like batch cooking and you can freeze stuff. But then it's much more useful having a fridge, keeping yeah. milk cold and all of the things. It was just more useful. Yeah. And then we've got so at the back, there's like a big ramp. So when it's down, we've got like a terrace or a patio or whatever and it's so cool oh wow that yeah. sounds so nice so you lived in a caravan before um how does it compare like the space wow it literally does not compare <laughs> there is no comparison so we've been living in vans for six years and we've sort of gradually built up size wise we started off in an ldv and then got bigger and then we sold our van to move to Norfolk for a job that we thought was going to be life-changing and it turned out to really not be. Then we found out that I was pregnant and we didn't really know what van we wanted so we just got a caravan which was awesome because it was cheap. Everything was set up already like there was no yeah. building necessary. At seven months pregnant I couldn't be bothered. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like we stripped out the sofas and put like a proper bed in because I was having like pelvic girdle pain and stuff when I was pregnant. So it was just like, I want a comfy bed. So that was the only modification we did. But when Ariana was six months, she was sort of starting to walk and stuff. So she learned to walk on a bed. And it was like, oh. this way of life is our choice. And it felt really cruel on her not having space to like crawl around and play with her toys. Cause like a caravan just has a small sort of corridor yeah. sort of floor space. That was our sort of main kick up the bum was like, shit, she's growing <laughs> and quickly. We need to like get a move on because the caravan is super comfortable, but it's not spacious. So yeah, the comparison, like there is none whatsoever. We've got a massive apartment now. Oh. When we actually moved into the truck, she was about eight or nine months, maybe mm -hmm. nine months. And did you see a difference in her in that new environment with the new space? Yeah, well, she like she started walking at 10 months. So she could walk from one end of the truck to the other, like toddling around oh. and she'd bring her little toys out. And yeah, it was, I think it was life changing, literally. <laughs> like you say, like you make a choice and then you feel like, oh no, we need to make sure that we can give her what we feel she yeah. needs. And yeah, it sounds exactly. like it was a really good choice. And yeah, because I yeah. love this way of life. I don't want to 
change it or move back into for us it was rented accommodation so I don't really want to do that yeah. and now especially that she's a little bit bigger and we're parked up on a site in Bristol so we've got lots of outdoor space that's like semi-permanent it's a beautiful way of life so I was talking to Emilio your boyfriend who's here with you as well um, and he was telling me that you're permanently or you're parked up in a site in Bristol that the council have provided for people in vehicles so yeah. that's really cool and he said that there's like 25 vehicles there yeah. so how how's that like to have that community it's exactly community is something that we were really missing when we were in the caravan when I was pregnant it was just us we were in a little bubble and then lockdown happened and everybody was in their own little bubbles and Bristol City Council started this initiative because lots of people in vans use the gym for a shower they get water from different places and everything was closed so people were in a really vulnerable situation and the council did an amazing thing and opened up these sites on disused land and during lockdown it was all free now it's you pay a tiny amount a month yeah being part of a community is amazing mm -hmm. we quite often do group meals mm -hmm. so like on a Sunday especially when the weather was colder on a Sunday we would do a roast so everybody would cook something and then come together I and there's a that. feast yeah it was absolutely amazing absolutely so delicious and yeah there's always somebody like we've got a vegetable garden so when we're away there's always somebody that's happy to water it and it's really nice there's another little girl on site and there's a baby so well they say you need a village to raise a child I know so yeah how lovely to have that that's <laughs> yeah. so nice yeah yeah it sounds so amazing because that's definitely what I miss I've moved into my van in March like I've had vans for like four years I thought it would be exactly the same I was like oh yeah part-time full-time whatever but it was a bit exhausting at first but um I'm well into it now and it's like the best choice I've ever made did you make a choice to move into a vehicle or was it like a situation you were in or? so it all started in New Zealand and camper cars are very popular over there we wanted our money to stretch for as long as possible we wanted to stay for a year and so we found this like people carrier size vehicle so like a seven seater sort of thing but the seats were gone and there was a bed in the back and like a little tiny kitchen sort of area so that's how it all started and we just drove around doing dental work and then we came back to the UK and it was like the price of rent had sort of tripled in Bristol and we were like not keen to pay that much to rent a, like a dingy damp room in a house so we got yeah like I said an LDV um, and kitted it out and that was the start of it we were in that one for two years and then just everything progressed, progressed. yeah <laughs> oh that's lovely so you're here this weekend to promote your amazing book which is called Adventures of Van Baby a fun-filled rhyming and beautifully illustrated children's book now I've had a little flick through it and it's absolutely beautiful. Thank you. So um, I'm assuming that your two and a half year old little girl Ariana might have inspired this? Yeah or? so on the first page it's got my inspired by and dedicated to Ariana our original van baby. <laughs> so it's kind of based on kind of a future version of her because the little girl is a bit older but yeah, it's what I imagine her to be doing in like a year or so's time. And what happened? Did this come to you suddenly or is it something yeah. that you've been kind of thinking so, about for a while? Or? No, I mean, I love writing and I've got journals and journals of just ramblings and stuff. But one weekend, roughly March last year, I started thinking in rhymes 
and I was like, this is really weird. I'm going to write this down because it felt like something. And I had like loads of little scribbles of like two or three lines of rhymes. And I was like, this is weird. I never think in rhyme. Really un unusual, really bizarre. So I wrote them all down. And then like a week later, I was flicking through and I was like, this is a book. This is a children's book about camper van adventures. Because like camper van adventures is our life. It's literally our life revolves around camper vans and adventures. <laughs> and yeah, I just put a shout out on Facebook to find an illustrator and that took another couple of weeks and wow. then yeah it all happened so quickly it was just like strike while the iron's hot and the inspiration was just flowing so that was in the march so by april i had a contract written up with lauren the illustrator and then by november i think i had all the illustrations back and i found somebody to edit it and i self-published it just before christmas Less than a year the whole project sort of took. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank That's you. So cool. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How like creativity, it's almost like it was already there. It just needed someone to pull it down. Yeah, and completely. I feel like when you have those moments where you just have this inspiration and it's almost not effortless completely, but it's almost the first idea just comes to you yeah. effortlessly and you're like, oh my God, I've yeah. got something here and I've got to yeah. bring it out to the world. Yeah. And, and if you don't act on it quick enough, the sort of, the, the momentum fades away a little bit and then it turns into hard work. But yeah. yeah, I acted quickly and just thought like, this is it. Like I've wanted a means of passive income as like, I think most van people is like, that's what you aspire to yeah. is <laughs> the, the mystery, mysterious words of passive income. Yeah. But it feels like more than that. It's literally come from my heart and it makes me really Aww, emotional. Yeah, that's the best feeling though. <laughs> yeah! What I thought when I first saw it, like firstly I just love the name and the illustrations are so nice, but what a lovely thing to be able to give a child who's living like an alternative lifestyle. Yeah. Or, even, or even just a child that likes watching YouTube videos of vans. Yeah. It's like, or has a camper van or their grandparents have a motorhome or... Like, because originally I was promoting it to van life specifically, but then I changed it to a camp, like, adventures, because that applies to so many people. And But I think it's relevant for anyone who goes out in a camper van, anyone who has a camper van. And some of these are so lovely. Like, what I've... Oh, no, I'm going to get emotional now. <laughs> what I like about being in the van is, like, the simple things, like, become so important to you. Like, yeah. quality time with people you love. And being outside like this, I like being in the woods collecting sticks and leaves. It's literally the happiest I've ever been yeah. is being in the woods collecting yeah. sticks and leaves. And you get back to basics and life takes on a whole new meaning. And yeah, the little things fill you up more it's really, than sorry, just paying bills and all the, the bigger things. You still have to do that, obviously, but you find more joy in the simple things. I think Absolutely. you have more time to do the simple things probably yeah. is how it works i completely agree sorry i'm getting distracted because i'm like oh I know. the next page <laughs> like oh the flowers are so pretty my favorite yeah. illustration is oh yeah owls. what's your favorite yeah look at the owl symphony oh yeah oh. so this is it's all about like at night when you hear like all the rustling and the all the the random noises that you wouldn't hear in a house when you're in a camper you sort of you're so much closer to nature and you can hear all of the 
all of these sounds that sound that could sound quite scary and like oh god there's something outside it's just showing that like the animals are just having fun and just doing their thing um, i think i needed to see this actually because sometimes i get scared yeah. at night and i'm like what's that noise god and it's probably just yeah. a badger just yeah right scurrying around and doing its thing yeah <laughs> yeah that's so cool Maybe this is a good time to ask you to read some yeah, of the books. Yeah, sure. So, I'll start at the beginning. Van Baby's lucky. Life is always changing. Every day is different in every single way. Come and join us. What do you say? I like being in the woods, collecting sticks and leaves, making a den to hide in while my brother climbs in trees. The flowers are so pretty. The trees are so tall. I like playing in the dirt. In the woods, we love it all. Sleeping out at the woods is fun. The animals come out when there is no more sun. Scurrying and rustling are the sounds of the night. I'd love to see them all. What a sight. And then they're, they're all having a party around oh, the fire. Lovely. Oh, there's <laughs> so much in these drawings. I know. Like... She did an amazing job. Like, she really brought it to life. <laughs> what was it like, um, the process of creating a book and publishing it? Like, how did you find that side of things? Because you had your idea and then it was like time to actually yeah. make it so happen. so the idea was the easy bit. That just yeah. flowed. So yeah, finding an illustrator was fairly easy. I've had a couple of contract offers from publishers but they were rubbish. I would have to pay them up to £5,000 in advance and then I would get less than 20% royalties every book sold and I was just like that doesn't sound right like this is my second baby absolutely <laughs> and it's my first major project that I've sort of felt is like really inspired work and I didn't want to just hand it over to somebody else the marketing and the promotion is the, the part where I don't excel it's not my forte and I'm learning every day there's something new that I'm sort of learning and picking up on and new hashtags to use and oh, yeah. new avenues of like getting getting my book out there and stuff. So I'm just sticking with the self-publishing route for now and just see where it goes. I've got 100% faith that this book is going to be massive because ways of life are changing. Alternative ways of living are becoming more and more and more popular. And I think so many kids, like it's a really good way to ease your children into like look this is how much fun it can be we don't need a house <laughs> we can live in a van we can just go and have adventures all the time i'm getting goosebumps <laughs> it's so nice yeah yeah and it's yeah. not realistic to say that every day is fun because there are days that are hard and not every aspect of van life is fun but i think for kids being outdoors all the time that's kind of what it is like to encourage children to use their imagination to get outside more when I was younger, like I'm only 36, but it feels like things have changed so much and children are just yeah. staying indoors and like... On their phones. Yeah, it's not healthy. You need to be outside, getting dirty, in the sunshine, sweating, running around, barefoot. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I want it to be successful. The old saying of like, you can't be what you can't see, children might not understand. Obviously their parents have got more insight into alternative and they might be like, oh, we're gonna do this. The child might be like, I don't really understand this. And like, my friends might not understand it. And well, actually no, because look, Van Baby's off doing yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> as an example, a yeah. tangible example. I think it's great for parents too, to normalize this lifestyle, you know? And I think I, I think it's a great idea. I'm fully, I'm fully behind this Thank idea. You. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so how how did your van life evolve to mm -hmm. being in a truck? Yes, yeah, so it's been 
six years in the making. Like I said, it all started in New Zealand in a car for a year. We got back to the UK and got an LDV, which we converted in five days. It was a proper, like, bang, bang, bang. We oh need somewhere God. to live. We were staying at my mum and dad's. This was six years ago. We knew nothing. We did YouTube videos to learn every step of the way. We got basically all recycled materials. We didn't really buy much new. Yeah, it was a learning curve and it was so basic. We had no running water, no solar panels, no electricity or anything when we first moved in. And then we went to Glastonbury and did the litter pick and it was a really muddy year and the amount of stuff that was left was outrageous. Everybody tends to just leave everything. It is the most wasteful festival I've ever experienced. So we just went for the litter pick afterwards and we kitted out our van. Like, we've still got stuff now, like the roll mats, chairs like all sorts of stuff it was out of this world so we kitted out our van with like everything and then we were in that van for two years and then we got a big luton so it was a massive oh, cool. it was like a jumbo it was like the biggest that you could get on a three and a half ton license which in hindsight wasn't that clever because you don't have much weight oh yeah to play with and i think we never got it weighed but i think it was probably overweight we were in that one for like over a year maybe a year and a half and we converted that one as well that one took a bit longer we took our time on it and we had like a beautiful stable door on the back oh, it was dream, like amazing yeah. with a letterbox a massive bed a big kitchen like everything we were still learning what we needed from the space at that mm. point when we were living in that one we were parked up in bristol and there was a road where people lived in vans it was a dead end there was no houses there was a cemetery on one side and a park on the other so it was super chilled out like really really quiet and we had a post box on our door and we had post delivered to no our van way. oh fantastic <laughs> it was addressed to the bright green van or what i can't really remember what it was i've still got the envelope now <laughs> that's amazing i know the postman was fantastic yeah quite a few people had post delivered so yeah we lived in that one for a while every year we would go over to europe for like autumn winter and we did a lot of seasonal work so all of our vans have been to Europe, around France, Italy, where Emilio's from. We've spent quite a bit of time. And then, yeah, we sold our big green Luton because we got a job on a campsite in Norfolk. On paper, it said that we would both be working full time. We had accommodation, which was a massive static caravan. Like oh, yeah. there was loads of things that were really cool. It was a bell tent campsite. So it was like a luxury sort of thing. And then we arrived and the, the static caravan was moldy there oh were mushrooms no. growing oh, inside yeah. like the sofa was mouse eaten like oh had no. been eaten by mice it was just revolting and then the job wasn't full-time for both of us it was all very like disappointing yeah and then after about three weeks we found out i was pregnant so that didn't the emotions and the hormones oh didn't really didn't really help with the disappointment so we stayed there anyway because we were like we don't know what to do we've just sold our home what do we do we had this ldv we wanted to convert it to sell it but it's so tatty and like oh, yeah. it's not really like you look at the ones that people do up and sell and they're like pristine yeah, it's a bit rough as they say yeah rough they? around yeah. the edges yeah. it's called the tat wagon so oh, yeah. <laughs> it fits it's to amazing. its name <laughs> um yeah so we had that which had like really really basic conversion like a bed well it wasn't basic because we converted it on the logbook which supposedly now is impossible oh so yeah. it's motor caravan on the logbook great um 
So we had all of our stuff in there. It was like storage, basically. And then when we finished the summer, we moved back to Bristol and just got a little caravan. And then that's sort of up to where we are now. We got rid of the caravan and moved into the truck once we'd converted it. And the caravan, was that on the site that you're at now? No. Or? So we initially we were parked up in Bristol city centre. So while I was pregnant, I tore my Achilles tendon as well. Oh so I was four and a half months pregnant at this campsite with a woman that I really did not get on with. No. And there was some campers who said that they had the little camping stoves. They had somehow managed to start a fire with it. So I was running like with a little bump and went down a pothole and I just oh felt like my leg and I just laid there and this woman said, I think you've torn your tendon. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I've done, but it it's not good. <laughs> we were initially parked up just in the centre of Bristol in like a, an industrial area. But because I was on crutches with my foot in a boot and heavily pregnant by then, oh there was some really dodgy characters and there was one yeah. Polish guy who was always drunk and oh, no. very unpredictable. And I was just stood outside sorting out my recycling and he came over, possibly with good intentions, but just took it and said, I'll do this for you. And I thought like, no, I don't trust you to do my recycling. Like, I don't want you to do my recycling. I just not expected- his space. He's just no. invaded your space. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And I just felt really vulnerable. Like I can't run away because I'm on crutches and I'm seven and a half months pregnant at that point. So I was just like, right, I don't want to be here anymore. So we moved to the outskirts of Bristol. We were just on an industrial estate, but it was so quiet. It wasn't beautiful, but there was loads of wildlife. So oh, while wow. I was sat on the bed looking out, because caravans have so many windows and you can just see everything. I learned the names of so many birds and like, because we have bird feeders up on like the fence and it was really beautiful. You would think that an industrial estate is really shitty, but it wasn't, it was quiet. There was no drunks coming round. Yeah. It was like away from everything. And it just suited us having a newborn baby was fine. I did worry a little bit about having a baby in a caravan that I was going to have social services come round or something. Like when I was getting to the very end of the pregnancy, my hormones were raging and I was going through the highs and the lows and I would just burst into tears at one point saying, they're going to take my baby away. Like, am I even going to be able to keep her alive? Yeah. Like, regardless of the fact that we were in a caravan, I think I would have still had those fears if I was in a house. Yeah. Like, am I going to be able to keep a baby alive? How, oh how God, that's what do I job, do? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this stuff's real now. It's, she's about yeah. to come out. So I was panicking a little <laughs> bit about that. And I was thinking like, they're going to take her away. Like, as society sees it, this is not a good way of life and stuff. But oh the um, health visitor comes out to see you whether you're in a house, a caravan, a van, whatever, they come out to see you a couple of times in the first 10 days to check that you're feeding them okay, that everything's going smoothly. And it was amazing. They were so impressed with how we were living, that the caravan, because she was born in December, so it was cold and the caravan was lovely and warm, that she was being looked after really well. And it was just really refreshing. The whole yeah. situation was just really, it reinforced my confidence in myself that this is a good decision and we are doing something good and everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, because like 
you almost feel like you must feel like the system is against that in a way. So you're like, oh my god, the system's coming to my caravan. What yeah, literally. Say? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. that. So I was freaking out a little bit, but everything has turned out brilliantly. And um, what is Ariana's life like compared to children in a house, for example? To be honest, I'm not. I we are outside a lot. We don't spend that much time unless it's raining then she doesn't want to go out. She doesn't like the rain. And <laughs> neither yeah. does the dog. That's the um, Italian blood, I maybe. think so. <laughs> yeah. Don't go out in the rain. Oh my yeah. God, I'm going to get sick. But yeah, that's the only real difference. And obviously that you take your home with you wherever you go. Like last summer we were in Italy for three months and we travelled from all down the Adriatic coast to Puglia and then back up to like Rome and up that side. So she wakes up in her bed, but we're somewhere different is really cool and what's that like for her it must be quite nice like quite a stimulating thing for her like she I must be learning so, so much yeah, yeah well she's only just starting to talk mm -hmm. so she's learning both italian and english so i can't wait for her to be able to tell us i want to go here let's go oh cool yeah <laughs> and what does she think about van baby does she, she loves like it because yeah so every time we read it she's like me and she points at the little girl because she knows that it's based on her yeah and so we're like so what's what's van baby doing today oh me. my god that's so cute <laughs> so do you think that there'll be more adventures in the future of so that's why I want to get this one like out into the world and make it a success because I've got a whole series so the next one what well, I've got quite a few yeah <laughs> um van baby goes foraging like oh, cool. just yeah. getting back to basics and learning recipes with stinging nettles they don't they're not just bad you mm -hmm. can eat them they're really tasty they're so nutritious oh, van baby lovely. gets spiritual because I'm oh, cool. really into like spirituality and stuff mm -hmm. and like gratitude, meditation, all of that. And I think it's so important to instill that in children because they're like sponges. They will soak up what we show them. Van Baby gets a dog because... Van Baby's having a great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Van Baby sees the sights, Paris, Rome, like all different places. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I've so got a cool. whole series in mind, so... Yeah, oh my goodness, that's yeah. so great. So um, if anyone listening would like to buy van baby or would like to learn more about you do you have anything online yes yeah, so we've got facebook and instagram is our social media adventures of van baby the book is for sale on etsy so the shop is called adventures of van baby and obviously you search for the book and it comes up it's gonna be on amazon very soon oh this is an old one but my new print run has a barcode Oh, so I hello. Can now, I can now Ooh. sell in shops, on Amazon. Yeah, you can give a copy to the library. So yeah, soon it'll be all over the internet. Amazing, and I'll put all that in the description as well for this episode so people can find it really cool. easily. Thank you so much, Katie, for coming on She's Out The Wheel, and I can't wait to see what's next for Van Baby, and I wish you all the best with it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast. You can find She's at the Wheel on Instagram and Facebook. And if you want to write to me, it's she's at the wheel at gmail.com. If you have a spare minute, please rate She's at the Wheel Van Life Podcast five stars on iTunes as this helps other people find this podcast. See you next episode. I've got to go. 
inside.